Welcome to Health System CIO's podcast interview with Scott McLean, CIO at MedStar Health. In part one, McLean talks about how the organization is moving forward toward its goal of systemness, despite the delays caused by COVID, why keeping applications upgraded and patched can sometimes feel like painting the Golden Gate Bridge, and the growing importance of having a digital presence that goes beyond a portal. I think the last time I spoke to you, it was really, it was just before everything. Right before a <laughs> pandemic, yeah. Yep, right before it. So I definitely wanted to focus on what the recovery process has been like at MedStar and how you were able to kind of restart or move forward with some of the projects that had to be um, delayed. So first, can you just talk about what you really consider to be some of your top priorities right now? Sure. We still have a focus on taking care of the people in this region and uh, whatever dangers there still are from the COVID pandemic and public health issues. So uh, we have a full slate of uh, projects going on across the informatics application uh, infrastructure and security spaces. And um, probably the biggest one that we're focused on now is uh, capacity management, bed management, transport, environmental service uh, within the Cerner environment. So we're converting our um, myriad systems used for bed management to uh, the Cerner capacity management system. So that's uh, an enterprise uh, endeavor, just like doing implementations of our, our EHR and the enterprise model, which we completed at the beginning of 21. We did our 10th hospital with that. So we'll continue to build out the EHR platform that we call MedConnect using the, the Cerner capabilities. We also have a big project with acute case management that we're working on and anticipate finishing both of those sometime later this year. We are doing positive patient ID for blood and breast milk, which I think will put us in a better place for applying for him stages six and seven ratings. And then we are also doing a, a project around anatomic pathology ordering and uh, tracking with uh, using barcoding technology. So those are just a few of the, the highlight projects we're doing in the application space. In the infrastructure space, we're in the process of putting in a new voice over IP telephony system. So that's a, a multi-year project that, of course, involves network uh, upgrading and uh, equipment, uh, as well as licensing and uh, end user devices. So we uh, will complete a big part of that this year with call centers and with ambulatory sites, and we'll finish up with our, our hospitals in the next couple of years as we um, go through aging equipment and, and capital cycles to get that done. Right. So you mentioned that the uh, the 10th hospital went on Cerner in 2021, and that had to be moved back because of COVID. And did you experience any challenges with that? Or like, how did that go as far as having to reschedule that? Well, we were well prepared. We had gotten the uh, project ready and we're, we just made the decision as uh, COVID hit in uh, March, uh, late February, early March of 2020 to, to pause that project. So just about a year later, we did have to go through some additional cycles of testing because we had upgraded the Cerner EHR during that year that we delayed. But I think we're well prepared with a combination, as I recall, of both on-site, but uh, additional uh, remote at the elbow support. I think that everyone learned how to do these things with uh, less people in the hospitals, um, but also being able to help our RN users. That hospital was on their own Cerner instance. So it wasn't that they were unfamiliar with EHRs or with Cerner, frankly. Um, it's converted to the enterprise version of um, Cerner. Okay. 
And you talked about, you know, bed management capacity, how that's something that you're focusing on. And has that changed or as far as your approach to that changed, just because of uh, all the changes that came about from the pandemic? Well, I think one of the things, I mean, it was on our roadmap anyway, but one of the things we found, and, and we've been striving towards one MedStar and systemness for over a decade, as we had our 10 hospitals, we built out our distributed care delivery network with the ambulatory sites. We were able to manage as one facility in, in the pandemic, albeit with putting together data from various systems around bed management. And so a priority, I think, as we looked at this fiscal year, our fiscal year starts in, in July, so fiscal year 22, that we wanted to get onto the single instance of, of capacity management using our Cerner tools that are integrated with the EHR and um, we can just further better manage all of our facilities together and uh, be able to move patients as appropriate to the, the best site of care or admit them to the right site of care. Right. I think I had um, read in a different uh, interview you did about how MedStar had to slow down some of the application rollout, but you were able to continue to, to refresh and upgrade the infrastructure. So I'm sure that that was something that has really made an impact now, seeing as that's just such a hugely important thing. Sure, Kate, it is for, for all of us. And I always talk about how we can have the greatest applications and end user ways of having enabling technology. But if we don't have the right network connectivity, and that's wired, that's Wi-Fi, uh, cellular, if we don't have the right end user devices, whether it be uh, desktops, laptops, um, smartphones, we have smart shared clinical devices. All of these things need to be in good working order. They need to be upgraded and patched, obviously, for the best performance and, and security. And uh, so we, we went all about that throughout pandemic. Probably had a little bit more space to do it because in the first wave, some of the ambulatory sites were, were closed down, of course. But it's a, it's a never-ending battle. I think it is for, uh, for everyone. And um, as my former boss, Jim Nogue at National Brigham always said, it's like painting the Golden Gate Bridge. As soon as you get done one way, you have to go back the other way and keep refreshing it. So we, we continue to do it. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. And now as far as digital capabilities, digital front door, and I know that that's on everyone's radar in some way, but can you talk about what you're looking at in that area? Sure. The way we're organized here at MedStar Health is that I'm the chief information officer report up through the chief administrative officer. We have a chief digital transformation officer. He reports to the CEO. His name is John Locke, um, a really well-experienced guy in um, various technology ventures. Um, and he's uh, come to MedStar Health to help us do that transformation and as you know, I mean, it's not just about technology, it's about how we pivot and change as an organization. And we saw some of this obviously during the pandemic with our conversion to telehealth appointments and being able to deploy technology rapidly and, and make that usable for both clinicians and for patients. We conceive of what we call the integrated digital health platform. So this is more than just our portal. We have a portal, of course, but this is a space where People who aren't feeling well can come to us and, and they can um, have different channels where they can interact depending on what they need. And it might be a telehealth visit, it might be a referral to urgent care or primary care, being able to schedule appointments online. And then I think the best and first application of this was we used it for our COVID vaccination program. So in, in late December 2020, when those vaccines became available, we were able to look at our, our patient 
population and, and say, well, we know these people are eligible right now. So we sent them invites, made it easy for them to be able to schedule an appointment. And then for those who were not eligible, we kept record of that and were able to reach out to them, even if they weren't MedStar patients. We, they came in through our, our website or portal. And um, then once they did become eligible, we could reach out to them and help them uh, schedule an appointment. So there's an example of how it's not just a portal, but a platform where people can interact and uh, be able to keep track of um, important things for them and be able to prompt reminders and such. Yeah, that, that's such an important distinction because I think that for years we were hearing about portals and it didn't have the capabilities it has now. And that's that's a big difference maker for patients and families. It is. And in our um, strategy going forward, um, obviously, we're very interested in, in making things accessible to people. And so digital platform is another uh, way of access that's that's really important. And so operationally getting ourselves and our, our physicians and other clinicians in a place where it's easy for patients to interact with us and, and get access to the type of care they need with the digital front door uh, integrated digital health platform is, is an enabler of that. Right. So for MedStar, you have 10 hospitals and are they they're pretty spread out throughout Maryland and diverse in terms of you know where they're located and uh, patient populations served? They are. There are seven in Maryland, four in Baltimore, one in Central Maryland, two in Southern Maryland, and then we have three in D.C. Our largest hospitals, uh, MedStar Georgetown University Hospital and MedStar Washington Hospital Center, and then our um, rehabilitation hospital, MedStar National Rehabilitation Hospital, is is there on the same campus as MedStar Washington Hospital Center. So I'm sure that, like many organizations that did present some challenges in terms of being able to reach patients and when telehealth did become more uh, pervasive. And can you talk a little about, you know, how your team dealt with some of that? Sure. In in terms of uh, people not being able to come into uh, ambulatory appointments and So I should also point out that um, we have a chief innovation officer, um, Bill Sheehan. He's the uh, vice president over what we call MedStar Institute for Innovation, or MI2. And um, they also house the MedStar Telehealth Innovation Center. So that team worked very hard in conjunction with me and with John Locke um, and our teams around constructing a, um, a telehealth platform that was uh, one click and easy to use for for patients and and providers, as I mentioned earlier. So that worked uh, very well. We also developed a tool that enabled uh, patients to test out their system for camera and volume and those in connectivity reliability before they got on the um, telehealth call with their provider. And that seemed to be uh, very helpful and satisfying to them. And we also used the technology for uh, for consults in the inpatient units and for uh, patients, families, and, and visitors to be able to connect with uh, inpatients when the hospitals were closed to visitors. And in, in one of the things that we provide for a service in Baltimore is, um, is our mobile care unit, which uh, goes out into uh, some of the communities that have um, less access. And I know that, that that mobile unit was also able to go out and uh, administer vaccines during this period of time. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.